Hello, and welcome to Saint Stories for Kids, a weekly podcast full of fun stories and facts about the holy men and women that have come before us. I'm your host, Chantal Barros. Saint Stories for Kids is brought to you by Shining Light Dolls. Discover award-winning Catholic dolls, books, toys, and more, passing on the faith through proven play-based learning. Catholic Mom Design, Catholic Kid Approved. Visit www.shininglightdolls.com to learn more and check out our section of free printables while you're there. Today is a very special episode. It is our 100th story and the beginning of our third season. Wow, it's been so much fun telling all of these amazing saint stories over the past few years. We are so grateful that you have joined us on this journey through the lives of the saints. Thank you for listening, sharing, reviewing. We couldn't do it without you. So in honor of our 100th episode and the start of a new season, we are taking a break from our usual Saint of the Week format to bring you a saint story selected by my mom, Anna. You see, my mom introduced me to the saints when I was a child. In fact, many of the stories you heard here were told to me by her. Her faith and love of the saints inspires my own faith and love of the saints, which I hope will inspire all of you. My mom has always said that her favorite thing about the saints is that each one is unique and special in their own way. A reminder to us that we don't have to fit into a box to do God's will. We are all called to be saints just as we are. Each of us is a unique, irreplaceable, unrepeatable, beloved child of God. So we hope you enjoy this great saint and great story. Today we'll be telling the story of Pope St. John Paul II, whose feast is celebrated on October 22nd. John Paul II, whose birth name was Karol Wojtyła, was born May 18, 1920, in Wadowice, Poland. Karol was the youngest of three children. When he was eight years old, his mother died, and Karol was raised by his devout and loving single father. From his earliest years, Karol loved playing sports, studying, and the theater. When the Second World War began, Karol left the university and began work in a quarry and chemical factory while also secretly attending a seminary in Krakow. He was ordained in 1946 and went to Rome where he obtained his doctorate in theology. Karol went on to also gain a doctorate in philosophy back in Poland. The communists didn't see Karol as a threat and so they allowed him to be appointed auxiliary bishop of Krakow in 1958. In 1964, he became archbishop of Krakow. In 1967, he became a cardinal and in 1978 he was elected Pope. During his 27-year papacy, Carol, now known as John Paul II, visited 124 countries, canonized 482 saints, and beatified 1,338 people. And he helped facilitate the collapse of communism in Europe. Pope John Paul II was canonized in 2014 by Pope Francis. Pope John Paul II is the patron saint of Poland, World Youth Day, World Meeting of Families, Young Catholics, and Families. Now it's time for our story. The door of the rectory burst open. A young priest stood at the door, visibly upset and breathing hard. He had just run across town to find Archbishop Carroll and tell him the news. They arrested her! They arrested her and said that she cannot be removed from the building! Carol furrowed his brow. Who? Who have they arrested? He asked, concerned. The Madonna, Our Lady of Częstochowa. the young priest could barely choke out the words. His voice shook with emotion. 
After all the people of Poland had suffered under the reign of the communists, it was no surprise. Every time the people tried to practice their faith, to celebrate their Catholicism, the communists tried to stop them. The persecution had been going on for years and years. It was exhausting and oftentimes dangerous, but Carol wasn't surprised. The procession of the painting of Our Lady of Częstochowa was a huge celebration for the people. Of course the communists took notice. Of course they would try to stop them. The communists didn't want the people celebrating their Catholic faith, only the secular state. So they had arrested the painting of Our Lady of Częstochowa, sent it back to Jasnogora where it had to remain, and even went so far as to ban all public exhibition of religious images. I see, Carol said. He put down his pen and motioned for the young priest to take a seat. The young man sat down and looked so defeated. Well, I guess that's that, he said. They've done it again. I guess there will be no procession. His voice trailed off sadly. Carol looked out the window at the sky. The procession of Our Lady of Częstochowa meant so much to the people of Poland. Not only was she a symbol of Catholicism in Poland, but also of freedom. He couldn't just let the communists win so easily. What exactly did they say again? He asked, turning back to the young priest. They have forbidden the public exhibition of religious images, the priest replied. Well then, I guess we will obey their new law. We will not carry Our Lady of Częstochowa, but let's have our procession anyway. Tell everyone to prepare just as before. Tell everyone to come and meet in front of the church just as we planned. Don't cancel anything. The young priest's eyes grew large with surprise. You mean we'll still have the procession? Aren't you afraid? No, I'm not afraid, replied Carol. They said we can't have a procession with a religious image. They never said anything about an empty frame. The young priest's jaw dropped, and then a huge smile swept across his face. Yes, he exclaimed. Yes, God knows, and the people will know as well. And with that, he left to prepare for the celebrations. On the day of the procession, a great crowd was gathered around the church. Great crowds always attract attention, and it wasn't long before the communist authorities were there as well. Well, 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 Carol is making it easy to arrest him, isn't he? They scoffed, going and breaking our laws about religious images. But when Archbishop Carroll came out of the church, he held high above his head a giant, empty frame. The people cheered with joy, and the communists grumbled with frustration. He hadn't broken any laws, but he had made his point very clear. They would never stop Catholicism in Poland. As the empty frame moved through the streets, more and more people poured out of their houses. It was the largest procession in years. The plan of the communists had backfired. They thought they could stop the celebration, but instead the empty frame reminded people of their faith and their freedom. Pope John Paul II always stood against the communists, and in 1979, after becoming Pope, he made a trip to Poland, which is seen as the fulcrum of the revolution that led to the collapse of communism. The story of Pope John Paul II and the empty frame of Our Lady of Częstochowa reminds us that our faith is not dependent on things. It lives within us, where God can always see it. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed the story. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, and reviews are always appreciated. 
Until next time.